Hey guys, this is Jeff Stanek with Figured Out Baseball. Got a really good Figured Out Baseball podcast for you today. We're being lucky. We're lucky enough to be joined today by Nick Zaleski, who's the associate head coach and hitting coach at McNeese State, a Division One school in the Southland Conference in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'll give you a, a background on Coach Zaleski before we jump into questions with him. He is from Sugarland, Texas. He played collegiately at Sam Houston State. Uh, played while he was there, he played under Justin Hill, who was an assistant coach. Justin Hill is now the head coach at McNeese. While he was at Sam Houston State, the team won three conference championships. Uh, they also went to a regional in 2007, 2008, and 2009. Uh, and in 2009, Coach Zaleski set the school's single season record for batting average, where he hit 419. That same season, he was named team MVP. He was chosen as an All American and signed a free agent contract at the end of the season with the Toronto Blue Jays. He began his coaching career in 2013, the spring of 2013, at UTSA. That's Texas San Antonio. It's a Division I school, obviously, in San Antonio, Texas. He was there from 2013 through the spring of 2015, where he helped produce some of the best offenses in school history. In 2013, the team finished 35-25, and 25, went to an NCAA regional uh, after winning the conference tournament. It was only the third regional in school history. The team ended up leading the conference in batting average and hits that season. Then in the spring of 2016, he was hired at McNeese State, where he was the hitting he was hired as the hitting coach. In 2017, the team won the regular season title, finishing with an overall record of 37 and 20. In August of 2019, he was promoted to be the associate head coach, um, and he moved into the pitching coordinator role for the, the summer or the spring of 2020. Uh, going back a year, they went to a regional in 2019. Uh, the team finished an overall record of 35 and 26. Um, he went back to be the hitting the hitting coach this year in 2021, where they just played their first weekend. So we're we're in season now with Coach Zaleski early in the season. Um, so this is really great that he's able to join us mid season here. So Coach Zaleski, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, Jeff, I'm I'm happy to to be on it and, and looking forward to it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I typically like to start with something from the bio that stands out. And I was going to ask you about the pitching coordinator job, but you're back into the hitting coach role now. So I guess what I, one thing I'd like to ask you about is just working with Coach Hill. So you got a chance to to play under Coach Hill, and obviously he, he hired you uh, at McNeese. What is your relationship like with him? What is it about Coach Hill that uh, that made you decide to come back with him and, and coach with him and, and have a chance to build the McNeese program under him. Yeah, so so playing at Sam, um, you know, my freshman year uh, played for a, a different head coach than I did uh, an entire different staff um, than I did the last three years. And in 2007, um, I got to play for Coach Mark Johnson, who was at A and M for for 20 some odd years before that, and, and in the College Baseball Hall of Fame. So I was really fortunate. Uh, to play for him and and coach hill came along as the pitching coach that year um and did a heck of a job with our pitchers uh we we won 40 games i think that year um and and really started the, the i think the turnaround of that program um to hopefully where it is now being being a contender 
coach Hill for that one year, you kind of you kind of saw a glimpse. And even at you know my young age of I think 20 years old at the time, you kind of had a pretty good idea of you know this this guy seems to know what he's talking about. Um, and then he went on to have a good pitching coach career at Southeastern after that, and uh, and then ULM, and then got the head job at McNeese. Um, and then when the opportunity came to where he you know he offered me the my, my first I guess paid job is at McNeese. Um, you know, everything seemed to line up. There was some familiarity with him. And, um, you know, he's really given me a lot of the reins to, to kind of do what I would like to do. And, um, and, and the ability to just know that, that you're, you're working for a good man and you're working for a guy that really loves the game of college baseball and, and is, and is interested in doing just about anything he can, uh, to help his team and promote the game. Um, it really makes you feel good about, you know, going to work every day and, and, uh, and what you're trying to do as, as a member of the program. What are some things in particular, if you don't mind me asking, just that make that make him who he is as a coach, as a boss, um, as a peer? You know, is there anything about about him in particular, about your relationship with him, that that I guess makes him stand out to you as someone that that you like working for, that you genuinely appreciate and, and enjoy spending time with? Yeah, so um, I think I think the first thing, and, and probably the most important thing, is he's very uh, grounded in his faith, and and I think that 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 rubs off um, on the rest of the program, and, and understanding that um, you know that's that's ultimately the most important thing when we get through all of this. Of um, obviously, you want to win and you want to compete, you want to do all that stuff, and and I think all of that falls in line with it. But uh, that's definitely the most important thing is where he's at with his faith, and um, it's something that that you know i certainly try and do as well uh and, and you know I, I think that again that that fits through the rest of the program but um you know he's very fair with everything uh it's it's the program first um and we're going to make sure that the program is taken care of and it's just you know it really boils down to anything that we can do to make the players uh have have a better advantage have um have the ability to continue to get better uh, both on and off the field, anything he can do, um, whether it's facilities, whether it's, um, you know, gear, whether it's, uh, apparel, whether it's whatever, um, technology of things, you know, uh, cameras, um, synergy, anything, um, we're, we're going to try and do everything we can to, to put our players in the best position to succeed. Um, and ultimately, uh, you know, that, that leads to the programming, uh, the program reaching new heights, which I think is, um, you know, obviously a big portion of what he's been able to do, uh, getting McNeese, um, certainly in the national spotlight a little bit more, and um, certainly a contender we'd like to thank every year in the league. Now this year, 2021 is, is well, 2020 and 2021 have been just different in a lot of ways than any other season that anybody that's involved in college baseball has experienced, no matter how long they've been around. COVID shortened 2020 season and all the things that have happened um, to you in the in the Lake Charles area, Louisiana, uh, with the hurricanes. Could you just talk a little bit about what Coach Hill's leadership has meant to the team there and, and your own as well? I mean, what things that you've had to do or, or tried to do because of the difficulties that your that your kids have gone through? I think that's something that you know listeners of the podcast maybe would like to know a little bit more about what your players have had to deal with there and how the the leadership between you and coach hill has has just helped this team to get to where it is right now where you're able to actually play in a quote-unquote normal spring season sure so um yeah and and 
everyone has dealt with uh, the effects of the pandemic, both personally with, um, you know, obviously super important things of, of you know, people getting sick or, or what have you, um, as well as all of the economic, um, you know, downfall from, from everything that's happened with, you know, businesses being closed and uh, other businesses just being affected by it. So, um, you know, I know everyone has dealt with that. And then, uh, you know, when, when our guys were showing back up to school in August, um you know, I think we were there for maybe a week, uh, and then um, Hurricane Laura hit, which was uh, either a really strong Category 4 or possibly a 5 hurricane hit, and then about six weeks later, Delta hit. Um, and so having two hurricanes in the span of two months um, really put a damper on things, and there's videos and pictures and everything that, that everyone can see of, of what happened and what it was before and, and what happened to it. But I think just the ability of not getting to be around um each other and not being able to teach the game from a baseball perspective was a was a big thing um our guys didn't show back up to lake charles until november um so they were gone for two plus months uh you know having to do school on their own at their house um you know some guys went all the way back to illinois arizona uh oklahoma kansas um certainly a bunch in texas and other parts of the state of louisiana but um you're, you're talking about guys just uh, being spread back out. And so, um, you know, first thing we had to do is make sure everyone's safe and, uh, you know, back where they need to be and, and able to function properly and, and do everything they needed there. And then you talk about making sure school's taken care of all of a sudden being online. And, um, you know, you talk about guys that are engineers and stuff. I can't imagine having to learn that stuff online and, um, you know, doing video conferences and stuff like that. Um, so just a lot of that. And then, you know, trusting the guys that they're going to take care of their stuff, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint of baseball. And then you come back in November and we got three weeks. Um, and that was at, uh, a high school field, actually several high school fields. Um, and so I, I think when you tabulated it all up, uh, we've been to 12 different facilities in the last six months. Um, and so our guys have, uh, have done just an incredible job of being prepared. Um, you know, and having the ability to, I mean, they're washing their own clothes every day. Um, they're, they're putting bats in their, in their cars and leaving them there. Um, helmets, everything, uh, of just being able to, to provide and move. It's a little bit of a nomadic, um, existence right now, but, um, a couple of weeks ago we got our field back. And so that was a huge thing. And, um, I think starting the season has, is been a, a little bit of a breath of normalcy. Um, for the guys, and I, I'm excited to watch them uh, get ready to play. It's just such a unique time for everyone, and I know that for players and for fans, it was difficult. You know, probably I'm sure it was more difficult for the athletes, but I think there are a lot of just of fans of all sports, pro college sports, that that really. Um, just find find some normalcy in, in watching sports or, or maybe it's a little bit of a getaway from from normal life like for me um you know it breaks up my my work uh to be able i, I put on baseball games like in a on a small screen you know while while i'm at work and it just i don't know it takes me away from it for a little bit and just it, it kind of helps me get through get through my day sometimes during the season when i can watch games um and it's i don't know it's just something that uh that i'm, I'm really glad is back i can't imagine what it's like for your players um what, what were players reactions 
Nick, when they came back, when they when they finally got a chance to come back, maybe maybe even in the spring, I don't, I don't know, when, or, or for the first time after the hurricanes or whatever, like when they came back, what kind of reactions did your players have? Like what, any sort of emotion or any anything that your players were talking about, where that just I don't know, that sort of stood out to you, like wow, this is this is really something that we're back here and finally able to be together again. Yeah, so you know, we I don't know of a single player that I can point out that didn't in some form or fashion contribute to the um, rebuild of the community, Um, whether that's they lived around here or they drove in um, to help do stuff, whether at uh, a friend's house or a stranger's house. um, The the community rebuild has been an impressive thing to watch. And um, so, again, I, I don't know of a single player that didn't help contribute in some form or fashion. Uh, to, to getting the community back to where it is right now and, and the baseball team and the athletic department as a whole. But I think when they got back in November, it was just, it was almost a, a big sigh of, uh, of relief of like, hey, we can get back to doing kind of what we want to do. And, um, you know, again, the big thing of commend, being commendable of, you know, in the time of people transferring and doing, you know, leaving at a, at a moment's notice is, uh, it was really impressive to watch every single one of them come back and walk back in the door. Um, you know, hopefully that's a sign of, of good things to come this year. And, you know, I just think when they got back, they were excited to do baseball stuff again. Um, just, you know, Hey, let's go through pop fly communication. Let's go through, um, cuts and relays. Let's go through throwing bullpens and taking batting practice. It was something that, uh, you know, they hadn't been able to do until March, um, except for on their own or maybe around a couple guys, but to have the whole team back out there, uh, was, was a lot of fun. And it's, um, you know, that three week stretch was, was a blast and we got to play some inner squads and we got to do that. Um, and then when we got back in January, uh, of trying to get back into, to the flow of things, um, once we actually got to start playing on a field again, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun too. So I think guys are just happy to be back and doing things, um, you know, that's quote unquote normal for them. Now you've been a hitting coach for the majority of your career. You spent one season, the shortened 2020 season as a pitching coordinator, but the rest of your career has been working with hitters. You were obviously a very good hitter yourself in college. Um, just talking about hitting with, with your team, with your guys, Nick, what are some important things, some some keys, uh, maybe some absolutes that you feel like to coach a, a college team and be a good, a successful offensive team? What are some absolutes that, that you want? Like what what do you think are some things, some of the building blocks of a, of a great offense at McNeese? So, uh, you know, these, these first three things, I guess, are probably a little bit more of a, an abstract. I don't know if there's a their physical absolutes, but, um, the ability to just be relentless as a group, um, you know, you're not going to have your A stuff every single time. And sometimes you run into a guy that's just got your number, but the ability to, to figure out how to just consistently apply pressure, whether that's, uh, you know, extra base hits, whether that's the bunt game, whether that's executing situations that come up or the ability to work counts or take hit by pitches, just any way to be stressful, um, is, is a big thing. So I think being relentless and then, the second would be adaptable. Um, you know, everyone would like to line up and be in two oh three one counts and hit fastballs and all that stuff, but that's um as you know, that's not the way the game's played uh very often. And so just having the ability to, to kind of take what's given to you, whether that's weather, whether that's the winds blowing out, blowing in, it's cold, it's hot, um, all of that stuff uh changes the way the game is played. And so um 
whatever comes your way. And then the third thing I think is discipline. And um, probably the most important thing is, is having the discipline to stick within, uh, you know, what you're being asked to do and, and honestly what your strengths and weaknesses are as a player. Um, and understanding that of, of who you are, we, we really try to put in a pro mindset and model of, um, you know, having the individual start to learn what, what they want to do and what they're capable of doing and stretching them as far as we can um, to figure out what they are capable of and understanding maybe where some deficiencies are. Um, hopefully either being able to cover those up and continue to work on them and then, um, you know, being good at what you're already good at, utilizing those strengths as often as we can. Those are probably the biggest, you know, kind of three I guess abstract uh, absolutes, and then from a physical thing, um, you know, obviously being in the weight room and having the ability to run are, are two huge things that are, uh, you know, things that really show up on the on the diamond. Um, the other thing is just the ability to control the barrel. So we do a lot of drill work, uh, and and basically all of our drills are basically putting our body in the position to know where that barrel is every time. Because the more times you can land that thing on the baseball, the better the better it's going to turn out generally for you. Do you have any drills? I know we're not doing this visually, but do you have any drills that you can talk about um, that that might be easy to explain? That would be that would be drills that would be focused on or centered on just barreling the ball. Yeah. So um, the the big I guess uh, portion of, of the drills that we do, we kind of split it up into three different things. Um, the load is a huge portion of it, and and the reason I think you load is obviously there's there's some power uh, aspects of it, but the ability to just organize your body and see the baseball. Um, so we really emphasize trying to load early uh, and, and control the body while we do it. Um, the second portion of them are kind of direction drills uh, in order to making sure that you're, you're having good direction towards the baseball. Obviously, it's a rotational movement uh, when you're swinging the bat, but still have the direction going towards the pitcher uh, as best we can. And then the last, just kind of being in that position to hit, which is really about the barrel control. So, um, I'm a big believer that just like a pitcher has got to get his hand in the right slot, uh, um, you know, his hand in the same spot so that to know what the rest of the body can do. The, the hitter basically has the same issue, just an extension with a bat, um, in his hand. So the lever just gets a little bit longer, uh, with basically your hand holding the bat and you've got to know where that barrel is every single time. So we do some drill work to where we'll, we'll kind of stop and start them and have them the ability to know where it is and get to things while providing, um, you know, just some different parameters. We'll, uh, we'll speed them up. We'll slow them down. We'll move them forward. We'll move them back. Uh, we'll put heavier bats in their hands, lighter bats in their hands. Um, just the ability to control your body and hands, uh, you know, to control the barrel is, is really what the crux of everything we do is there's not uh for me there's not a a set way you have to do it if you watch guys on tv i don't know if anybody looks the same um but there are some absolutes in terms of hey you've got to know how to control your body you've got to know how to get the barrel of the bat to the ball uh on a consistent basis and that really starts with knowing where it is throughout the entirety of the swing i i really like a lot of those things, there's a lot of a lot of things that I'd like to talk about with you. Uh, I I know we have a, a, a limited amount of time here, but I want to talk about the barrel control part of it for a little bit. Um, is barrel control something that when you're recruiting is an absolute skill that that you 
you know, that you need to see. Like is like the opposite of barrel control would be a lot of swings and misses, a lot of foul balls, balls hit off the handle, balls capped. You know, not just not finding the barrel consistency consistently. Is that something that you specifically recruit, or is that something that you think with certain players you can help to teach them to be better at this? Or again, is that is that kind of a an absolute that you need to find that in the recruiting process or you're just not not sure that this guy's going to have a lot of success at higher levels against better velocity. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you would like to always think that, um, you know, I think this kind of works in minor league baseball as well, is if you're swinging and missing uh, in A ball, it's probably not going to get a whole lot better in, in, uh, in the big leagues as you work your way up. Um, so, yeah, the ability to, to make contact is a huge thing. And, um, like I always tell our guys, hey, there's three things. If we can't answer these three these three questions, we don't need to really get to mechanics. And that's the first one is, um, are you on time? So have you loaded? Have you got your body in a position to actually uh, put a good swing on the baseball? That would be number one. Uh, number two, are you swinging at pitches that you can hit hard? So if you're chasing or you're swinging at pitches out of the zone, um, I can't tell you how many statistics or metrics there are, but uh, when you start chasing balls out of the strike zone, your chances of getting a hit or hard contact go way down. Um, and then the third thing is, are you swinging and missing? Um, if we're not making just straight up actual contact with the ball, um, that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to try and fix. So certainly when, when I'm recruiting, I think the big things for a hitter is I want to see some bat speed. Um, that's generally a good indicator that, uh, maybe some power will come. Um, and of course, the harder you hit the ball, the, the better chance there is of it being a hit. Um, the other things I'm looking for is just basically, do you have, do you have an idea of where your body is at in space? You know, when you watch, are you really hard on the front foot? Uh, do you lay back? Do you have good takes? Um, that's a huge thing is how, how do the takes look? Just because you lay off a pitch doesn't mean you were necessarily in a good position to hit, uh, if it was there. Um, and then I, I think you just kind of look for overall athleticism. Uh, does their body move right? Is there, um, some stiffness in it does uh can they run a little bit do they show some strength at the point of contact um those i know that's a bunch of things but um the big things i think you're looking for is uh how do they take pitches and how does their body move uh when they swing the bat that's generally a pretty good indicator that um you should be able to teach a little bit uh and they can absorb um the conversation that's going on and, and they have the ability to continue to make adjustments I want to ask you something else just as far as just kind of talking about hitters for a little while here. Um, in your batting practice, week to week, even even like month to month, could you sort of uh, summarize in any way just how much your hitters are hitting in different different ways? There's a lot of, a lot of ways to, to hit, a lot of ways to practice your craft. So between like T-work, front toss, um, like short overhand BP, normal length BP, you know, a, a machine that's throwing, 
you know, nor- normalized game velocity. Uh, could you kind of break down how much your hitters generally are working in each of those areas? Just trying to, you know, if there's someone listening to this who is either, you know, either a young player who just kind of wants to hit like a college player hits or, or a high school coach that wants to make batting practice better, more realistic if they have the option to have a, p- a pitching machine especially. How much uh, do you want your guys to hit? I don't know how you want to break it down percentage-wise or swings or, or whatever, but can you kind of break down how much your hitters spend, how much time they spend in each of those areas? Sure. Um, so the first thing that we would like to try and do is, uh, and this is something I got told, um, you know, with, with Toronto was you need to develop a routine. Um, and so a lot of guys, especially high school guys, you know, they're, they were generally the best players on their teams or one of the better ones. And, um, you'd like to think it came a little bit easy for them or, or had the ability to, to physically stand out. Um, so developing routines, cause the higher you get up, you know, generally the harder it gets. And, and just understanding that, uh, you know, hey, the 0 for 4 day is going to happen, the 4 for 4 day is going to happen, and um, having the ability to stay consistent with whatever it is that you do uh, every day to get your work started is, is a huge factor. Um, so whether that means you need to stretch more, roll out, um, you know, kind of get your eyes or mind in the right spot, uh, or the ability to start, as you mentioned, on a tee or front toss or whatever it is that gets you going, um, I think really individualizing that routine is a huge uh, first step uh, for everybody that walks in the door for us. Um, the second thing is I try to individualize kind of the way BP works and um, and stuff like that is, you know, our, our guy that hits on our three hole probably doesn't need the same thing that's uh, a young guy trying to fight for playing time. Um, they, they need different things. Um, they need different stimulus. Uh, and they need, you know, different thoughts and approaches and stuff like that. So it's a little bit easier to get more in-depth with guys that are generally older uh, and have some at-bats under their belts. Um, and then the younger guys just really trying to get them in the right mindset to um, to be consistent. That's that's probably the biggest thing is, uh, is to be consistent when you're younger. And then once we kind of get older, have the ability to... Uh, to, to be able to absorb more of the finer points and understanding um, a little bit more of the intricacies of the game. Uh, as far as fall stuff, I really want to challenge them. Uh, I really want to make it as hard as I can on them. Um, once they get kind of those first couple weeks in a normal fall system, uh, first couple weeks under their belt, kind of talk about basic stuff with everybody. Um, and then I really want to challenge them. So we use the uh, we use hack attacks uh, quite a bit. I'm a big fan of offset. BP, uh, both sides of it, uh, with the hack attacks. And then, um, I want to make probably once or twice a week, I want to make that machine the best arm they're going to see. Um, I think the more you can challenge them early, um, the better, not only for their eyes and body awareness, but, um, to see if we can make adjustments without having to say anything. Um, so the ability of, are you just going to continue to get beat, uh, the same way, or are you going to make the adjustment on your own? And that's, that's honestly, as a coach, you know, that's kind of what you're looking for is the ability to, to have some awareness of, man, I keep I keep having this happen, and how can I fix it on my own? Um, that's a huge thing to watch. Uh, and unfortunately, it takes a little bit of time sometimes, but uh, just having the ability to watch guys uh, and watch how they react to failure, watch how they react to success when they do finally get it. Do they stick with it? Do they have the discipline to continue to do it? Um, that's kind of stuff I want to watch the whole time. And then as we get into the spring, um, it becomes a little bit more of a feel good. Um, I, w- I just want to make sure we're right and operating at our highest level. Um, mix in, you know, the occasional, uh, hard day, probably maybe 
once a week, but um, really just want to make sure that they're operating at full capacity uh, as often as they can in the spring. But that fall time is a real challenge time of how much can we stretch you? How much can we show uh, what you're capable of doing? Um, and then in the spring, basically, how often can we repeat uh, what we were just able to get out of you? So I imagine in the fall, especially for new guys, guys in the first year with the program, they experience probably a good bit of failure, probably a lot more than they're used to because, like you said, most of the first-year players on the team, particularly high school guys, they're coming from – you know, summer ball, I think, maybe levels the playing field a little bit, but especially in high school ball or even in summer ball, uh, if you're a good, you're going to be a good Division One player, typically you're, you're the best or one of the best guys on the field every day. And I would imagine that, that the struggles in a high, as a high school player are still different than the struggles they're going to experience when they get on campus with you. How do you combat that, you know, pushing guys and, and um, you know, kind of stretching them and, and stretching what they're capable of and, and they're, you know, trying to maybe quicken their learning curve but also not let them fall into a hole where they just totally lose confidence and kind of lose what made them who they were in the first place. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great a great point is um, it's, a, it's a balance. It's definitely a balance of you're trying to stretch them as much as we can and, and there is a good bit of failure at times but also reminding them that um, – like, hey, man, you're here for a reason. Uh, we brought you here. We think you're going to be a good player and um, and contribute uh, either immediately or down the line. Um, and just constantly reminding. And, and there's there's a mix in of some of some feel good days and, and chances for success and stuff. But trying to find that success comes in a variety of ways. Um, so if that's in an inner squad and you just get the runner in from third with less than two outs, like. That's celebrated. That's a that's a good that's a good thing. And understanding that it may you know you didn't hit the ringing double off the wall, but hey, you got the job done. And, and opening their eyes up to hey, success isn't just an batting average. That's a very fleeting statistic, and that will uh, man, you can leave the ballpark feeling like uh, Mike Trout when you're three for four, and you can leave the the ballpark feeling feeling like you haven't played since T-ball if you're over four. But um, you know that that kind of stuff. Trying to get that out of their heads and trying to trying to understand that you just have to execute whatever is in front of you to the best of your ability uh, as often as you can. Um, that's that's the big thing that you're trying to do because uh, you're not going to get hits all the time. I will never ask our guys to get more hits. I think that's uh, a difficult thing that you can't control. Um, you're just trying to, to put yourself in as good a spot as you can every single instance. Um, and the other thing you know, you know, with the fall of, of trying to make adjustments is, um, is we want to let them do what they're capable of doing uh so we don't make a lot of adjustments especially that first fall that guys come in for the first time is to your point we we brought them in for a reason um we want to see if maybe something that's a little unorthodox or something that hey you know we we don't know if this will work or not well we need to see if it's going to work against college players i can't tell you how many times uh you know we brought guys in thinking oh man we may need to make a change here but the inner squads roll around i guess it 380 on the fall and so man it, it looks like it's going to work for him uh, I know I definitely had a lot of deficiencies as a player that um, if I were coaching I'd probably sit there and go Ooh, man that, that needs to get cleaned up but uh, it worked enough and um, so I think just letting them develop on their own as much as you can trying to almost be uh, you know bumpers in a in a, uh, in a polling alley I, I want to get them down to the right to the pins uh, as fast as I can and just kind of be, uh, I guess, parameters for them. I don't want to force them down the down the lane the exact way I want to. Everybody will get down there, um, but just understanding that uh, everybody's got their own path. 
You mentioned batting average being a fleeting statistic. When you're evaluating your offense, maybe at the end of the fall or end of the spring, are there any statistics that you particularly like that you that you feel like give a good accurate representation as just to how individuals performed, how the overall team offense performed? Like, are there any stats that you, in your heart, you know, for you as a hitting coach, that are more important than others, or ones that you focus on that you do like that you think are are pretty meaningful? Yeah, I think um, runs created is a huge thing, um, and obviously that's a little bit dictated on maybe where you're at in the lineup in terms of RBIs or runs scored, but um, I mean, that's what the game is predicated off of, is can you score more than the other team on that particular day, and so, um, I mean, heck, that's that's what all the all the Major League stuff is predicated off of, is runs created and runs saved, and so um, just RBIs and runs, are you actually scoring? Um, are you actually driving runs in when there's opportunities to do so? Those are the two probably biggest things. Um, I think some other things that, uh, you know, I don't have any other statistical, uh, I guess, evidence that backs this up, but um, kind of strikeouts, try to make sure that uh, extra base hits are at least half of your strikeouts. I think that's that's providing production. Um, you know, if you have uh, 60 strikeouts and you only have 15 extra base hits, well, we need to figure out how to either get more production uh out of the bat or we got to cut down on strikeouts and give ourselves a better chance to do so. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest things. And then, you know, OPS has been the big number that a lot of, uh, a lot of organizations look to. I think that's a big one too. Um, I think you're, you're a really good college player uh, for that particular season. If that OPS is, uh, is above 900, I think that's your, you're providing uh, some extra base hit ability or some high average and, and you're getting on base as well. Those would probably be the three biggest things. I like asking that question just because I think people get caught up looking at the wrong things too much and, and, and think that some certain things are important when maybe they're, they're not as important as something else. So it's, to me, it's a good question, and uh, it's something I'm certainly interested in. Now, for people that would look at RBIs, I know we only have a minute or two left here, Nick. For people that look at RBIs and say, well, that's circumstantial. It depends where you're sitting in a lineup. It, you know, it depends on a lot of stuff. It's like anybody can have 100 RBIs in a big league season hitting fourth for a good team. Like, what, How would you uh, just rebut that argument and, and just say that you know, the RBIs is actually a, a pretty important stat and something that you think is a reliable stat? Yeah, so I think um... – you know, when you look at RBIs, you know, some of the guys that walk up to the plate these days are, are in an RBI situation every time they step up to the plate, uh, whether there's nobody on or there's a guy on first uh, or second or third or what have you. Um, so I think the game has changed a little bit to where, um, you know, a lot of guys, uh, not just the big physical ones, are able to hit home runs and, and doubles and all that stuff. So I think um, that would probably be the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, Baseball, kind of like life, is is what you make the most of your opportunities. Um, so, when there are when there are chances to have guys in scoring positions, second and third, or maybe the ability to not even do it with a hit, um, can you come up in big moments? Uh, because there's such a there's such a difference in you know hitting up or ten, you know up ten or down ten, and, and getting a double. Or hey, when there's a guy on first and second, two outs, can you hit the double then? Um, you know, there's there's such a, a big shift in that, and so. You know that's why batting average and some other statistics, uh, although they're they're a piece of the puzzle, um, they're maybe not the biggest piece of the puzzle. It's it's coming coming in the clutch when you have opportunities to do so uh, is is really to me one of the more telling things. Um, it's a lot easier to pitch or hit or, or what have you or play uh, in non-pressure situations, but um, 
this game and you're playing it for long enough, that's what everyone wants to do is be in the pressure situation. That's the playoffs. That's postseason. That's uh, that's everything. That's that's when everything's magnified. And so the ability to come up when those opportunities are presented is is probably a pretty good indicator of uh, of where you're at as a player at that current moment. It's awesome. One more quick question for you before we wrap this up. Uh, is there anything that you see right now, either that you see on the travel ball circuit or even on social media, that you think is a little bit of a misconception for young hitters? If, again, if someone listening to this, a parent listening to this, or, or a high school coach, that uh, either like on social media or, again, in travel ball, that, that this may be being pushed as being really important, whether it's having a – you know, a certain kind of swing or a certain kind of uh, something in, in mechanics or a certain statistic or, or just, just anything that you wish that you could just kind of speak to young players and say, hey, that's that's not quite as important as you think it is and this, you should be focusing more on the stuff that we just spoke about. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, I think training uh, and, and maybe remote training has has become much more prevalent than it ever has. Um, and I think a lot of that is really, really good. Uh, I can't tell you how many guys I've watched, um, you know, play a game or, or send in a video or something, and then nine months later they've made a huge jump, and you're like, wow, that is that is really impressive. And so kids of all, you know, all ages, uh, and, you know, I'm talking about high school kids and some junior college kids, so in the, I don't know, 16 to, to 20 range, um, are making huge strides very, very quickly, and it's impressive to see. Um, I think, you know, velocity is obviously a huge indicator on the pitching side of, of possible success. Um, I don't think that that's a, a new phenomenon for anybody. Um, but just the ability to repeat uh, things um, is, is probably a big thing on the pitching portion of things. That's probably the biggest thing that, that I would say uh, maybe gets – undervalued is hey that's that's awesome that that 92 is in there um but if we throw one in our life uh and everything else is 87 we need to find out how to repeat the 92 um that's that's the biggest thing to me it's it's an ongoing journey every single time and then for hitting and stuff um i think remembering that just good line drives uh, are, are always, they never go out of style. Uh, I always say line drives in the middle of the field are like running the football. Uh, it happens. It works in every weather condition, any time, any place. Uh, it always works. Um, and so I, I think just remembering that is a, is a good thing. Uh, there's an old adage uh, that I think scouts and you know, pro balls use that power normally comes later um, for a good hitter. And I think just remembering that 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 is uh, that's probably still true. Is is that line drives and good solid contact consistently is really the most important thing you can do as a hitter. Um, power will come as you get stronger. Power will come as you learn to manipulate the strike zone and learn to manipulate the barrel a little bit more. Um, you know, catching out in front a little bit more. But just good solid contact and, and hitting balls on a line consistently is going to catch a lot of people's attention. Um, and ultimately give you the best chance to be successful uh, as long as your baseball career will last. Really good stuff here. This is Nick Zaleski, everybody. He's the associate head coach and hitting coach at McNeese State, um, a, a Division One school in the Southland Conference who is certainly making great strides forward um, with Coach Zaleski as a hitting coach and with Justin Hill. I uh, can't wait to see what you guys do the rest of the spring. I appreciate you very much spending the time on the podcast today. You, you guys are in the middle of the season, which is always a great sacrifice to spend this kind of time on here. So, so Nick, thank you so much. I appreciate your time very much. 
Uh, thank you. Um, hopefully we can do it again, and uh, it's after a, a, a postseason run this year. <laughs> that would be great. I look forward to that. Thank you, and best of luck. Thank you.